This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. New York app. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. I did want to touch on some Knicks stuff before we get back to the phones. Uh, Obviously, the the trade deadline has come and gone. Knicks make the uh, the Josh Hart move. Looks like uh, he will be there tonight as they get set to face off against the Jazz. The one talking point that I have heard uh, about the Knicks since the trade deadline is that the fact that the Nets broke up their team and the fact that the Heat uh, are, are you know not too far away from the Knicks and didn't really do anything major, that somehow the Knicks now, because of the, the move that they made and how they're playing, they should absolutely be one of those top six teams comes play, come playoff times, uh, come playoff time. Absolutely should be top six. Absolutely? I, I would like to think that there's at least a, a window for them to move into that top six. And if they do move into that top six, that's that's about as best as you can expect. I, I mean, I, I, I continue to struggle to understand what exactly – maybe they just expect their team to win every single game all the time and be the champion. I, I mean, I don't know what they're looking at. But the Knicks are already kind of scraping up against what the best possible scenario for this year's team can be. So absolutely, I don't see that they're absolutely going to be part of that top six. That would be fantastic. I'd be all for it. Knicks have to be in the playoffs, even if it goes through the play-in. Say they're seven and they they win the game and then they get into the playoffs that way. Great. They're going to get hammered when they get into the playoffs. They're not going to win a playoff series. They're not built that way. They're not good enough. But the Heat are better than the Knicks. I'm sorry. They're just more talented. And why would the Knicks ever overtake the Heat? The Heat generally get better as the season goes along, and I think that they have a better roster already. Now, maybe you think the Nets, because they blew up their team and they no longer have KD and Kyrie, uh, that that's a way, right? If they if they now drop down to seven, we've seen the Nets drop down when Kevin Durant has been hurt. Maybe they drop down and they and, and the Knicks are able to, to overtake them. The problem is Nets are 11 games over 500, and they have 27 games to go. They could just simply play 500 basketball the rest of the way, and I don't think the Knicks are catching them. Like, the Knicks are, what, three games over 500? Without an extended winning streak, I don't see them getting up much higher than that. The Knicks all season have kind of been two steps forward, one step back. They're slightly better than a 500 team, and even when things seem like they're going really well, the Knicks have proven, yeah, they can beat just about anybody, but they can lose to just about anybody, too. So I just keep going back to what do you expect this Knicks team to be? This is the blueprint. This is what they they planned it to be. They want to be respectable. They want to be in the playoffs. Anything more than that is gravy. And they're not going anywhere when they get to the playoffs. But it, this is all just killing time until they can find the, the big star to be something more than respectable. Give Leon credit. I mean, they added a big piece this offseason in Jalen Rose. He's been sensational. Randall has played like an all-star, which I didn't think was going to ever happen again after his first season and after last season. But I, ju- I don't know where the, the Nick fan thinks that, um, that, that the Knicks should be so much better. I see these, oh, anytime they lose a game, oh, this is on Tibbs. Who is this coach that you think that you're getting, that you're going to replace Tibbs with, and is going to make the Knicks a top five seed in the East? Who? Who is this person? I, I just don't see. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't things that annoy me or aggravate me about him or about the team or about the way they lose games sometimes, but I just, 
I, I struggle to, uh, to understand what Nick fans are, are seeing when uh, I'm watching the same thing, but I'm not seeing the same thing. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go up to uh, Subi is in Midtown. Subi, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, I've been hearing discussions all day about the Nets and even the Knicks, and it's not a mature discussion. Mature discussion would involve, you know, both teams finding some star through the draft. Now, I know that people say, oh, first round, second round, you can't find stars. Well, Nuggets found the star, and the Bucks found the star later in the draft. Even the Suns found Booker. So that's, that's not a good theory because the top two teams in the NBA right. found their stars through the draft. I know it's somewhat impossible, but – I would it's say much more difficult, chances. yes. Yeah, but like, you know, with the free agent thing, you know, it made the Nets relevant for three years, okay? That's a good thing. And they, they sold a lot of tickets. They sold a lot of jerseys. It didn't get them the chip, but now is the time to build through the draft. I mean, they tried doing that with Jared Allen and Co., but that wasn't a good enough team. Now they're relevant. Not, they were relevant. Now it's time to find relevancy through the draft. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And look, and, and thanks for the phone call, Subi. The Nets have, they're the one uh, exception to the rule where they can now fade into oblivion and it really is not going to impact them uh, as much as it would, uh, you know, a, a team that gets the attention of the Knicks. If the, when the Knicks are in the lottery, it's a much bigger, oh, the Knicks are back in the lottery. The lottery balls never go the Knicks way. They can't tank and get a superstar. The Nets can do whatever they want. It's a complete blank blueprint right now. It's a blank piece of paper. They can go any which way that they want, uh, and it's they're not going to nearly get as, as as much attention or as much criticism. So yeah, if they if they want to uh, strip it all down, the only problem is they don't have their picks to do that. So that's kind of the roadblock there. So it doesn't really make sense. You kind of have to build something, and and they've done a decent job of you know they have some pieces on the team. I don't think that they're going to be as bad as they were after the Garnett and uh, Pierce situation. Then they, they, they were one of the worst teams. I don't remember where they finished in terms of uh, the draft those years. I can go back and look, but I know that they had about, I think they were like 20 and 60 or something like that. So they were one of the worst teams in the league. Now, th- there's no reason for them to do that this time because they don't own their picks. Now, I know that they have pick swaps, so I guess it's possible if I'd have to go and look at what year they have the swaps and what years they're giving up the picks. You know, maybe there's some path there that they could tank because they're not going to be as bad as Houston. I don't know. But it doesn't it – do, I would not think that they're going to go that route again. But now, yeah, they can go kind of go into the shadows and, and do what they got to do, and, and um, there's no expectations of, of really any success anytime soon. And those picks for, 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 from uh, Phoenix, you would think that if you got, you got four of them, you got to hope that one of those turns out to be something. Each time you add one, I would think that the odds go up pretty pretty high that one of those is going to be a top five pick, but that might be in 2027. Who knows what the world will look like then. Uh, all right, let's go to Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, the Knicks' problem is this. Last night, told the whole story. The bench came in for 75 minutes. And they only scored 21 points. That's it. When the Knicks go and take the starters out, they're getting no firepower. Hartenstein is okay, but nothing from him. Just quickly, and that's it. There's nobody else. I don't know why he doesn't give Fournier more of a chance, bring D. Rose back. They're not getting any scoring. And, he, you know, he's criticized for playing the, regular, the starters too much. They're not playing overly uh, numerous amount, but... Uh, he doesn't get any firepower off the bench. 
and you've got to do better than 21 points in 75 minutes. So it's not getting it's not getting it done off the bench. That's their biggest problem, as far as I can see. The starters can stay with anybody, but when they come out of the game, they just have nobody to pick up the slack. Toppin has been very bad, and, and and there is nobody else. He doesn't even play Rose, and he doesn't play Fournier. He got rid of Radish, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. See, that's why I like the Nets. They may not have any superstars, but if you've got 10 or 11 guys to choose from, that's going to be a battle to get playing time. So I always like having 9, 10 guys coming in because any one of those guys can get hot, and off the bench they can get hot. You know, I like that. I think that's almost as important as having a true superstar. Whenever you have a, a lot of guys that are just as good as your starters coming into the game. So we'll see. But uh, as far as the Knicks go, I don't know. I don't know what they can do. I, at this heart, I hope he can give them some sort of Yeah, I think that he'll give them a little boost. At least, look, it, it's at least one extra guy that Tibbs Correct. will trust and will not banish to the end of the Correct. bench and not play. Yeah, and, uh, and you traded away, you know. Now look, you traded away a pick as well, but you traded away a guy who wasn't going to play ever in Cam Reddish. Hey, Gordon, as far as the Super Bowl goes, isn't it ironic that we had two weeks off and we did great because we haven't even been talking about the no. Super Bowl. Yeah, it's been beautiful. There's been so much going on with basketball. Yeah. It's amazing. This has been a great, great two weeks during the uh, interlude between the championship to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl just crept up on us. I didn't even realize that it's tomorrow. It happened so fast. In the old days, you say, oh, do we really need to? Right, but breaking now, down every aspect so much- of the game, sure. And now with the basketball going on, we were hanging on every deal and every minute and analyzing the trades and what happened. It's been great, I'll tell you. And the game starts tomorrow, and it's like it just happened, you know? That's been a great, great thing. I'll tell you, I enjoy it. I enjoy enjoy this NBA stuff. I really, really do. And uh, hopefully the football game is good tomorrow, especially for you guys, because you guys want to talk about this for at least a week, and you'll get callers analyzing the plays made or weren't made coaches decisions made and weren't this is what we hope for we don't want to see a game where the, you know it's over in the middle of the second quarter that is well we don't we want don't the want. nfc championship game that's for no. sure oh, yeah, i was off yeah, court and i turned off the tv i left yeah, after no, the was, kid got terrible. hurt after he got hurt i said josh johnson can't win this game this nope. is not worth watching it's bad but uh, this is why uh sometimes it's not good to put all your chips in one game like that to watch gordon always a pleasure all right Thanks. richard yeah i mean look uh, the thing for the knicks um it is what it is. I mean, the talk, the the OB situation is infuriating. You're hoping that Mitchell Robinson is going to get back here uh, fairly soon. The thing to me is, if you want something to be be hoping for or looking for, I, I think it's clear you need R.J. Barrett to play better. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, he has been um, he's been very up and down all season. He had that stretch at the beginning of the year where you were wondering. Um, did the trade talks affect him in some way because he just did not look like himself? But this is – it's past the time. I mean, we're, what, we're 55 games almost into the season? And he has just not – when you were looking at that Donovan Mitchell trade, for me, I, I would have I probably made the trade, uh, I, I said at the time. But part of me that didn't want – I wanted Mitchell to play along with R.J. Barrett, because I thought, you know, R.J., I think he still has more to go. I think his ceiling has not been reached. The the not making the trade, there's an aspect of it, well, Donovan Mitchell's been fantastic, but the other side of it is R.J.'s been, I mean, I don't want to say terrible, but he's been bad. He has not taken that next step. 
And uh, when we get to this offseason, I, I think it's, it's clear this offseason that the Knicks are going to be pushing again to find some sort of star. And, and last offseason, there was a lot of talk. Well, don't trade R.J. Barrett in that deal. Don't, don't deal R.J. I'm guessing that's not going to be part of this offseason. I think that who I don't know who the, the player is, uh, Zach Levine or, or somebody else. Uh, I don't think that the, the Knicks fan base is going to be pushing to keep R.J. quite like they were this past offseason. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, I have one other thing about the Brooklyn Nets, and then I'll drop it. I'll leave it there. But there's one other thing the Nets must do, start doing immediately. And I'll tell you what it is next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Um, the Nets obviously have their own situation now moving away from KD and Kyrie and, and picking up the pieces. And I, I've noticed one thing about the Nets here the last couple of days since those moves went down. I love documentaries because they make me feel smart, even though I'm not. And I especially love documentaries about cults. There's a great one on uh, Hulu that just came out the other day, Stolen Youth. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely sensational. It's only three episodes. If you want to lose even more faith in humanity, Stolen Youth, the way to go. Um, But I love seeing, and this one has great access to it, but what you notice is that people, even when they get out of the situation, they're still kind of dealing with the after effects of it. The Nets, as an organization, need to stop being so, uh, what's the right word, feeble, I guess, emasculated. The other day, was it yesterday? They put out a tweet of Kyrie Irving saying, thank you, Kyrie. Thank you? Thank you, Kyrie? He's gone. You can stop kissing his rear end. He's not, he wasn't doing anything for you really while he was here, but now he's certainly not doing anything for you. Oh, my Lord. Thank you? Thank you for showing up for work half the time. Thank you for making our organization into a laughingstock. He almost single-handedly made your organization a laughingstock. You know, we wanted to kind of burn down our own, our own organization, but you know what? You did it better. You're so much better at it than us. Thank you. I can't imagine the amount of people within the organization. You know, maybe we should put out, I, I can't even get, imagine that getting floated in a meeting of the social media team. Hey, do, should, we, should we say anything now that Kyrie's gone? Uh, maybe we can put out a post of, of, of saying thanks. Thanks for what? thanks for the memories thank you for constantly getting us into situations that we had to deal with with your own selfish action you know uh, we really want to thank you for spitting directly in our face it had been a little dry i didn't get to moisturize today and you spitting in our thank you that is a very interesting reaction to a guy who did what 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 kyrie irving did which was you know, sabotage the organization every step of the way every single season there was something with this guy Thank you. So that's one. And then I saw a report, so I don't remember where, but that the, the, the Nets might actually put together a James Harden tribute video. A tribute fit. What are you, what are you doing? 
a tribute. The guy didn't even play 100 games for you. He got here, forced you to get him, forced you to trade him. Once he realized, oh, wait a second, I'm going to have to do the heavy lifting? Oh, no, I don't want to do that. If I was going to do that, I would have stayed where I was. A video tribute. What are you What are you doing? I mean, I feel like Sebastian Menesco. What are you doing? What are you going to do next? Retire Kyrie's or Kyrie Irving's number? Put that one in the in the rafters? I mean, you really you got to be uh you got to stop self-loathing, man. Jeez, Louise. Thank you Kyrie. Can you imagine that? Yankees, well, uh, hey, uh Jacoby Ellsbury. We just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for all the great work. I mean, in the history of bad moves of, of, of embarrassing or, and really, there's been lots of bad moves. All teams make bad moves. It happens. But I don't know that there's ever been one where the player, it was not that he wasn't capable of helping you. He just decided he wasn't going to. He just decided, nah, don't feel like it. And you had to pick up the pieces as a result. And then even at the end of the day, I, look, taking the high road is nice. I don't think that that's a situation where you – I felt like uh, – I saw that. I felt like uh, Don Vito in the, the Godfather. You can act like a man. <laughs> thank you, Kyrie. I can't imagine being in that situation. Say, yeah, you know what? Let's put out a nice little thank you for Kyrie. I can't wait to see when he comes in with the Mavericks or whoever he comes – do they play the Mavericks this year? I got to check that. The next time – maybe we can have like a, a ceremony, pregame ceremony to thank Kyrie. We can give him more stuff. And he doesn't have to do anything for it, much like when he was here. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we get into some baseball stuff. We have, I think, three days until spring training. I think there's 47 days until opening day. And Brian Cashman, he had some comments in the course of the week. Didn't really get a chance to uh, touch on those. We'll do that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Uh, you, you notice the bananas are starting to get a little ripe, right? I mean, you, you can't hang on to them for, for another week. You, you got to get it in now because uh, another week from now, we're not going to be talking about the Nets, I don't think. I don't think. I think that they're, they're, they're finally going to have a drama-free time of things here for the foreseeable future. Now, they'll still be a playoff team, uh, but they're, they're a lot closer to where the Knicks are going to be. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're probably going to be out very, very quickly, which is not really all that much different than last year. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Somebody on Twitter says, why do I, why do I uh, continually pour cold water on the Knicks? Well, I'm just giving you my read of the situation. I, I mean, they're not a very consistent team. I don't think that they're as talented as the top five teams in the East. I don't really think that that's a criticism. I think that that's a fair evaluation of the situation. Now, I think I've actually been one of the people that has actually been more optimistic. I mean, listen to the other people on on uh, in, in, on the station, in in the newspapers, whatnot. The Knicks lose a game. Oh, how could they lose this game? Well, they're not as good as the top five. I can't compare them to the Cavaliers and the Bucks and the and the Celtics. I compare them to the next five teams. Now, could they end up finishing ahead of the Heat? Yeah, maybe. But I don't expect it. If they, if, I'll say this. If they don't finish top six, it would not shock me. If they finish l- lower than seventh, I'd be disappointed. To me, they're right in that range. But I don't look at them and say, oh, they're now going to overtake the Nets 
who are 11 games over 500, or uh, I, don't, I mean, I think that the, the, um, the Heat are a much better run organization. I think they're better coached. Down the stretch of season, they usually are playing better than what they do at the beginning of the season. And I look at them, and I, 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 would, I would rather have the Heat talent than the Knicks talent. And I, and I get that the Knicks fans are going to love their guys over the other guys. But I think I've actually been pretty fair. And I, I've actually been more optimistic. I continue to say, what do people expect out of this group? I think that they have, they have whatever the, the mission was for them at the beginning of the season, I think they've kind of met it. I don't think that they're going to win a playoff series. I don't think that you can expect that. But they've done pretty well. After coming off last year and the way that last year went with a lot of the same guys to be where they are this year with the addition of Jalen Brunson, I, I don't know. I think that's pretty good. And I, I compare the Knicks not against the top five teams. Well, this was when the Nets still had KD and Kyrie, but against the next five teams in the conference. How, how, how high up are they in those, those next, next five teams? And I think they've kind of held their own. So we'll see. I think they still play the Heat a couple more times, so they'll have their chance to beat the Heat. But I, I don't think that I'm pouring cold water on the Knicks. I think I'm, I'm evaluating the situation fairly. Uh, let's go out to uh, the phones again. We'll go out to uh, Lenny's in Queens. Lenny, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. How are you, pal? Everything hey, Lenny, good? what's going on, man? Good. So, in my eyes, this team is a lot better than they had when they were with Durant and Irving and Harden. The Nets are better. I think if you want, the Nets are better. Okay. Without a doubt. You watch them the other night. I mean, I know it's only one game, but the other two kids from Phoenix didn't get on the court yet, right? And, and they're talented. That kid Johnson is good. That kid uh, Bridges is good. I mean, they don't have the talents of a Durant but they're going to give you 100% every night in and out, defense and offensively. If they get one big, big man, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be a decent team in this league, in, in, in the conference. Well, look, you I mean, it's kind of hard to, to, ju- to, to judge too much because Durant missed so much time and Kyrie missed so much time. But, I mean, the NBA right. is a talent league. Yeah. you got to have the high end. You know, it depends on what your expectations are. You know, like what, if your expectations are just to be a good team and maybe win a couple of playoff games, yeah, I think the Nets could certainly do that this year. But are they winning a playoff round? I don't think so. I think they could compete in a fourth seed. Yeah, I don't think that, but they're already five right now. I don't think that they're going to be able to hang up there with you know the 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 you know the, the class of the conference, the Celtics, be, and the Bucks. I think you might be wrong. You're going to be surprised. Dwood is fantastic player. I like him better than Irving. Okay. I mean, Irving could do whatever he wants on his own, but but this kid's—he's a, a great ball player. Well, look, I, 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 I don't think that they let I, him go the first time. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't look at them as being barren. I said that before. I, I don't think that they're going to drop down uh, either this year. And I don't expect—I expect them to stay ahead of where the Knicks are at. I expect them to stay ahead of where the Heat are. But if they're going in a, a playoff right. series against the Cavs or the Sixers, do I expect the Nets to win that series? No, I don't. I don't. It might that. be tough, but you know what? Yeah. I think they'll give them a run. Well, look, I, I, I would like to think that they're not going to get blown they, out like they, they did last year against down. the Celtics. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the I mean, Sixers have their own issues. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. Well, wait, Lenny, yeah. uh, I appreciate the phone right. call. No, I mean, look, I'm not hammering the Nets. I don't think that they're going to, you know, I, I took issue with the fact that people are now expecting that the Nets are just going to drop out of things. And the Knicks are going to now be able to move into one of those top six spots. I, I, don't, I don't expect that to be the case. I don't know why anybody would. The Knicks have kind of shown you, even two years ago, when they finished fourth, this is kind of the team that they were back then as well. Now, I think they're a little bit more talented now than they were then, 
but um, they they were essentially like this pretty much the whole year. The, like the high water mark was like three or four games over five hundred. And then it just so happened they won nine games in a row to end the season, and it was a weird year with the COVID year and all that type of stuff. I'm not expecting a nine-game winning streak out of the Knicks this year to to move up into the top uh, in the, into the top four again. Uh, and it, it feels tough to expect the Knicks to go on any. I know they did earlier this year, but I don't really expect them as we get down to the the nitty-gritty of the regular season to be going on extended winning streaks. If they can stay in this range right now and hopefully catch a break or two. And get into that top six, great. But if they finish seven, then that I would I would take that as long as that leads to a a playoff appearance. That is the goal for this year. Anything more than that is gravy. If they don't make the playoffs this year, then that's a major disappointment. There's no question about it. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, we'll get some baseball talk with the 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 stuff I mentioned earlier with Brian Cashman. He wants to let you Yankee fans know. How spoiled you are because last year was a great season. And just because it ended the way it seems like it always ends, that shouldn't ruin your enjoyment of the year. So we'll get into those comments and look ahead a little bit to uh, spring training and opening day and all that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.